Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety you get right here on the CEP Network. We have a little bit of new information for you for this episode. The CEP Network has officially been set up with a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you, the listener, to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to your make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. We are excited to be able to promote such a great company and happy that our listeners get to benefit from it as well. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about the viral video from the Wheelhouse Sports Bar in downtown St. Louis, COVID-19 and its current effect on the MLB and other sports, UFC fight night from Saturday night, and so much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach us on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us cover about music, sports, or pop culture, email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, let's get into the episode. And we're back with another episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one of your hosts, Colt Brocato, Patrick Blair, who is in an intensely upset mood, and I'm hoping to get him out of that during this episode. We shall see if that's possible. Intensely upset. Yeah. I would I would say annoyed. severely annoyed is a better <laughs> way of putting it. So I just want to apologize ahead of time for the audio coming from me and the video. Not like the video matters that much, but I'll apologize now for the audio. Um, I'm having some technical difficulties, so I'm doing this from my phone, which doesn't doesn't make me happy. But we'll 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 make it through. Yeah, we're gonna make At it. At least we'll try. We're gonna make it. Yeah. So we're gonna kick this thing off with a little local news. So the wheelhouse in St. Louis County, downtown, something like that. Oh, it's downtown. Downtown St. Louis and a viral video going around about basically a rave party going on. And apparently people do not give a single fuck about Corona down there. (laughs) I would say across the nation, if you were to ask, if you just take a poll of all the other 49 states, take a poll of... Which state right now does not give a fuck about COVID? <laughs> I'm going to say most people are going to say Missouri, right? I mean, it because, has to be. After the video of the Ozarks. Right. And then there were more videos a couple weeks later from wherever that was. I don't even know where it was. <laughs> and then this now. And I mean, this is downtown St. Louis. This is the heart of, of St. Louis. Um, basically, a night, nightclub atmosphere. Um, packed. When I first saw the video on Twitter, you know, the, the tweet from whoever posted it, it wasn't the original person. So I guess someone put it on TikTok, maybe, which I know nothing about TikTok. I, I don't, don't either. That's and now it's like, um, so I know nothing about TikTok, but, but yeah, this video comes from the heart of downtown, but whoever posted it, whoever, the tweet that I saw was basically like, I don't know, maybe you got to be fucking kidding me or something like that. So as I'm, I'm watching the video, I'm watching it without sound. I'm going, well, when is this video from? This could have been, it looked like, and the funny thing is too, the person who took this video, I was like, do you work in the market for the marketing department of Wheelhouse? Like, 
it looks like a promotional video. It does. They're like, like the girls that work there, like bringing bottles of champagne up to the camera and stuff. It, it looks like they're trying to promote wheelhouse. It's like, this is the yeah. worst possible time to do that. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I was kind of like, well, this is like bad on so many levels. So if it's not a, if it, well, let's say if it's not a promotional video and it was just one of the patrons who took the video, ouch, because look at how close everyone is. I mean, right. just packed. I mean, picture a packed nightclub. You don't even have to see the video. Just close your eyes, picture a packed nightclub with bright lights, bright laser beams and people <laughs> dancing. There it is. <laughs> you know? And then if it is a promotional video that Wheelhouse put together, what the fuck were they thinking? Um, so I've actually been to this place a couple of times. So it's, 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 it's a sports bar and I'm using major air quotes there. Like it's a big place. They have a bunch of TVs. It's a place you can go to watch games. Um, cause it is downtown and it's, it's right where a lot of the other, again, I'm using major air quotes here. Sports bars are, I've only been there. No, I have been there late at night. Um, this was year, this is probably in 2015 was the last time I was there. Um, and it is a nightclub, even though it's sort of promoted and marketed as a sports bar, whatever. Um, it's a nightclub. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily my scene. I went there with some coworkers back in 2015. Um, I'm going to be as nice as possible. And the only thing I'm going to say about those coworkers are they are bros. So they took me to the broiest place in downtown St. Louis, of course. It was either, you know, what's funny is we started at Ballpark Village and then ended up at Wheelhouse. So I had a bro, brotastic night. Sounds like but, it. Um, two years later, I want to say I was out of town and I, my wife went to brunch there on a Sunday. She sent me videos, dude. It was, it was, if I, if I describe, I won't do it any justice describing it now, but she sent me videos. This is 2 PM on a Sunday. I don't remember what time of year. Um, I want to say maybe it was fall. It was like a goddamn club in there at 2 PM on a Sunday. Everyone was lit. And by lit, I don't mean lit as fuck. We're partying. I mean, fucking wasted. Um, girls twerking Sunday brunch, girls twerking, like guys fucking got their dicks out. Just waiting for the next girl to come. I was like, what are you doing? She goes, well, my friend asked me to go to brunch and it started out normal and this is what's going on now. I was like, please keep the videos coming because this is entertaining. And um, <laughs> I like how you're, you're not like, please get out of there. You're like, please nah, stay well, there no. and give me content because I like nah, this. <laughs> I mean, there was plenty of content. It was crazy. She's like, I can't believe this. And then she, I think she ran into an ex there and she was out. But, um, which makes total sense. You would see an ex at a place like this, right? You never see the ex at like a nice dining establishment or right. uh, a Cardinals game or a blues game. It's always the club, right? It's always where you at least like the last place you'd want to see them. Uh, you know, you don't think you're expecting, you're not expecting a nightclub at two o'clock brunch, but only in St. Louis, man. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, now this 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 tweet, this video has gone viral. It's all over the place, and people are just like, "What the fuck, man?" 
I, I feel like we're beating a dead horse when we're talking about people wanting to go back to work, businesses wanting to open up. However, like I said, if that's a promotional video that 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 the wheelhouse posted, what the fuck were you thinking? Now, when you post a video like that and it goes viral, I think most people, or if they're like me, go, well, look, clearly your business means more to you than the safety of all of those people in there, which is why you let them all in there in the first place. Maybe it doesn't. You know, you and I both have friends that own businesses here all across town, right? They're struggling. They're trying to stay afloat. They're trying to stay open. They want people to come in, have a few drinks, have a good time, but also be safe. That video, you just watched it before we started. That video was not, there was nothing safe about that. But now they're they're quick. There was nothing safe about that. But there's another side to that if you want to go down that road, is that those people chose to be there. And they chose to be in a nightclub setting, elbow to elbow with people, and not caring. Correct. So, I mean, what do you, what do, you do? And what are, what are the regulations right now for a business like that? I mean, I know, like, a lot of places, you have to have, like, a certain amount of uh, food that you sell to even be open. So I'm wondering if, are those part kind of regulations going on in St. Louis or I, I, I just don't understand how they, how they got away with having that many people in there. Yeah. I have no idea. They clearly broke some, I mean, I, I, I don't, I know that you can, bars are open. You have to wear a mask in, you can take it off and they're trying to socially distance, um, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. staff. I can see yeah. that. <laughs> well, look, I mean, on one of the last podcasts, we talked about I went to lunch and how did that work? You know, we went again the other day. Um, we went to a place that we knew would be slow. I haven't been to a bar. I haven't been. I certainly haven't been to a place like that, like a nightclub atmosphere. I have no desire. You know, under normal circumstances, that place would be way too crowded for me to be at right now. Um but I know you have to wear a mask in. Well, all places in St. Louis County and St. Louis City, you have to wear a mask in. Um, so I don't know how they got away with that. I guess they just said, fuck it. But like you said, those people did what they wanted to do. Uh, doesn't mean you or I have to be okay with it, but we certainly shouldn't tell them how to live their lives. And I think that's, at the end of the day, from perspective of the people they're tired of being told what to do so they wanted to express that and then from the business they're tired of being shut down and not making money and uh so they said fuck it as well and they're tired of people telling them what to do i mean i i just have to imagine that there's there's regulations right now that state that they shouldn't have more than a certain amount of people in there you know, like if, if you I, I like if you have a max capacity of what you can normally hold, even if it's like twenty five percent of that, I have to imagine that something is in place like that that they were you clearly can't be violating. At max capacity. Well, no. no, I know, but I'm saying like it's probably down to like twenty five percent of max capacity right. right now, to where everybody is at least you know six, eight, ten feet away from each other. Wheelhouse broke protocol there for sure. <laughs> that was beyond twenty five percent. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't look. I don't want to tell those people what to do. I don't want to tell Wheelhouse what to do. Um, but look, it's not, it's not going to help matters. Um, <laughs> all if you look all over the news right now, the the science behind what's going on. If we want to put an end to this, or if we want to make a dent, the biggest thing is wear a mask at all times or as much as you can. And um, people don't want to be told wear a mask anymore, man. Yeah. Forget about the the right the the right wing Confederate flag MAGA hat wearing conservatives. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people on both sides of the political spectrum or the people in the middle. Those people who just want to live their lives. That's what I'm talking about. And that's most of us. Yeah, right? it is. But, you know, I read something the other day that kind of threw, me, threw a wrench into things for me. And somebody said, I don't mind to wear a mask. That doesn't bother me. I just don't like being told to have to wear a mask. Sure. Sure. 100%. And I get it because they think that their rights are being taken away or, you know, they're being they're they're being forced to, but then isn't that also a pride thing because it's like I'm telling you that I don't care to wear one, but because you're telling me to wear one, I don't want to wear one. You know, I I and I understand why that aggravates people, but then again, it's like just just wear the mask. That you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. I've tried in my own head to come up with a scenario where I would tell someone to put on a mask that did not have one on. Unless they're spitting on my kid, I can't really come up with that scenario because I can't control crazy and I don't know who's crazy. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless I got the baseball bat that's in the trunk of my car handy, a gun or a knife handy, I can't control crazy. I can't. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen when I go, hey, fuck face, put on a mask. I have no idea. And I don't want to know. I don't want to know. That's the point. You know, this isn't and that's not even me sort of trying to express some sort of confusion on one side of my brain and then pride on the other side of my brain. This isn't about me telling anyone what to do and the, the sort of dilemma going on in my own head with that. It's me going. I don't know what that person's going to do if I were to tell them. So it's just that at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Yeah. On my end, you know, I'll just stay away. I was telling I, at the gym today, man. So I was actually going to text you this the other day and I forgot. So I am not working out with a mask on. Okay. Because, and I, when I went back, I did not, I was not doing that. I wore the mask in because they said it was required. No big deal. I'll follow the rules. And then, uh, slowly but surely the gym got more crowded and now people just they're not they don't have the mask on and they're just all up in my business like will you move away <laughs> like you had an opportunity to not be so close to me but you did so like and I I kind of made it I made it a point so that these guys would know that I didn't have it on and now it's on because of you so I was on I was on a, a using equipment right and I was seriously the only person within a 20-foot radius, right? There was no one around me. So I had my mask off. I was doing my thing, doing my thing. Here comes one guy. Again, he had options that weren't close to me. Chose the one closest to me. I was like, really? 
two more guys come options the one the next one closest to that guy and then closest to me you gotta be fucking kidding me so i put the stuff down put my feet on the ground pulled the mask out of my pocket and put it up and kind of just kind of like glared at them for a second be like hey thanks now i have to be the one and you know whatever what went about my business i didn't make it a big thing but like and i swear after that happened everyone just seems to crowd around me it just feels like everyone right. now needs to be where i am right and i told my wife today i go man these these old guys at the gym give no fucks 50s 60s no mask this close to each other face to face having conversations having a good old time i'm like jesus christ man i mean again i'm not gonna tell them what to do but god damn bro you are 60 and you're not in great shape what are you even a doing here <laughs> b what i i don't know i have no idea well i know like when so, it comes to like when it comes to lifting unless you're doing like squats or something like that i could see that it would be a little bit easier to wear a mask it is, but when but it, it comes, still sucks. It does, but like with you, I know you do a lot of running, treadmill running, and stuff like that. I, that's it's. I have to imagine that it's not healthy to. I mean, because you're you're constantly exerting carbon, you know, carbon monoxide, and then you're just forced to have to breathe that back in. I haven't done a lick of cardio since I put put the mask on. Really, I did a one mile stair climb yesterday, only because there was no one around. So I took the mask off, but I haven't, haven't even attempted it. So what about, what about your gym in general, as far as keeping it clean? Does it seem like the staff is doing a really good job at going around behind people and wiping things off or are people doing it on their own or, you know, how does that, how's that going? Um, well, if you want my observation, it feels like they were doing a better job at first, that being the staff of keeping everything clean. Okay. Uh, doesn't necessarily feel that way now. Now, again, this could just be timing of when I'm there, right? I try to go when it's least crowded. Right. And this is a normal thing for me. This is a non-COVID related thing that I try to do. Um, people, I think, are wiping. Well, let me say this. People are wiping shit down way more than they normally would. Well, that's good. I always wipe stuff down before and after I use it. Uh, but this is because... I'm used to it, you know, um, going all the way back to high school. Um, hygiene was a big thing. You, as someone, and as gross as this is, as someone who has had ringworm right. and doesn't want it again, it's fucking gross. And believe me, you don't want it. And beyond ringworm, staff can be a scary, scary fucking thing. Right. And that, and, and it, I feel the same way about that as I do the mask thing. Sometimes I just want to go, hey, will you fucking go wipe that down? Like, I can wipe it down after you use it. That's no problem. But you're putting everyone else at risk of getting staff when you're sweating and you're not wiping shit down. Um, so I always wipe stuff down. I feel like people, but the public, the general public, I think they're doing a better job because coronavirus. Once all this goes away, they're going to go right back to being dirtbags. Don't, don't even worry about it. I'm sure. But, I'm sure. But our state is not doing a good job of um, winning over the the popular or the uh, uh, the uh, the favor of other states. I'll tell you that. What can you do? Well, I mean, 
So baseball just came back this last week, which we talked about a little bit on the last episode, but we've already For got... How long? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we've already got the Marlins who are have what... I think they had like 13 people test positive or something like that is what I read. I think it was 15. 15? And then the Phillies-Yankees game is canceled tonight because someone in the clubhouse, like one of the clubhouse staff or a couple of the clubhouse staff for the Phillies tested positive, which would make sense if they're dealing with, because they just played the Marlins. So if they're dealing with staff for the Marlins or players on the Marlins, then that would make sense. Dude, who knows if the baseball season is even going to continue. I mean, I don't, I don't know I think, if I don't know if it can or not, but I seen that uh, somebody posted about it earlier about. Um, hmm. Trying to think exactly what they said. Oh, okay. So they were saying that it doesn't matter if a team plays all sixty games or not; it's still based off a percentage on how many games they won. But still, on a 60-game season, which is already shortened, and now some teams aren't going to get to play a full 60, get to play a full 60, but some teams might, it, that seems like a... I don't even know if it's worth it. So they're not going to make up the games that they missed, is what they're saying. That Well, so, I, I guess. I don't know. Wow. So, like, there's two different things that can happen. A game can be postponed and then made up at a later date. But canceled means just canceled. You don't make it up. Right. So the Phillies-Yankees game that I saw was, it said postponed. Yeah, right? I didn't see that, yes. But the Marlins have to cancel, cancel. Now, I don't know if it's canceled or is it postponed, these games that they're going to miss. I'm not sure. I think I think what's happening is the rest of the sports world is going, hey, remember how we said this wasn't going to work? And then the NBA is going, hey, remember why we created this bubble, which these players have already started leaving the bubble because they want to get their dick sucked and they want to fucking live their lives. Yeah. Right. Um, I, yeah. Who, I don't know if it be, 60 games was, was not, not enough to me. If you want to have an actual, from a baseball perspective, have an actual season and determine who the best teams are in order to have playoffs in a world series. And then if you're going to cut some of those games out for some teams, that doesn't, that hardly, it doesn't seem fair at all. Right. So, and I know if it were my team, uh, the team that I'm a fan of, if it happened to them, I'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. we need to make those games up. Because for the first time in a long time, at the end of July, we're tied for the lead in, in the division <laughs> at two and one. It's a big deal. But I, I also so, I also seen that uh, the NHL tested over tested all their players over eight hundred players and had zero cases. I thought it was three, but yeah, that, Maybe. it's it's very low, whatever it is. Huh? But still, that's yeah. that's crazy. So what? I've seen several things about this bubble. What is this bubble exactly that you're talking about? Is it just like individual quarantine or? It's, it's basically supposed to be a place where all of the players are supposed to go and stay, meaning they're not supposed to leave it. It's in Orlando where they're going to do, um, meaning they've been tested, now they're quarantined together, they don't leave, right? But there have been a couple of players that have already left 
um, one of which went to a strip club. He's a genius. In Atlanta, of all places. Um, otherwise known as the Dirty. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I, I don't think it's going to work. I mean, many people have already said there's no way it's going to work. The NBA tried to prove a point. Now, look, if two players leave the bubble and they're not able to come back, is it a successful experiment? Possibly. Right? But I don't know, man. It's, it's weird how the UFC has been so successful with this. Thinking about how many events they've had, how many people are involved in making an actual event happen, the locations they've had the events, and all of the precautionary measures they're taking, it's really something to be impressed by. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, it's just funny that the UFC has figured it out and these other organizations have not. No, it's not that, I, I mean, we've had two pretty big fights that have been canceled because of, not the cold card, but fights themselves that have been canceled because one of the players tested positive, right? Jacare and Burns, right? Right. But look, Burn, Burns' opponent still fought. True, yeah. And that fucking pay-per-view did over a million buys. So did the UFC really lose in that case? No, here's but, the other question. no, but they also got that pay-per-view do a million buys with Burns still fighting and not Masvidal. No, no way. Not even close. So think that that was probably best case scenario for the UFC. It, w- it was, it was, but they got lucky. That, call that, it luck. Well, call I mean, it conspiracy. I mean, they, what if Burns didn't even test positive, man? I, I what where. I, I'm curious as to if it did happen, say Burns fought, Burns lost, and then Masvidal gets the next fight, and they actually had a build-up to it, if it would have drawn as many as many buys or not. Or if it was there was so much hype around it because he was coming in with such short amount of time. I wonder if that's why, or if people just really wanted to see this fight. I think people really wanted to see the fight. I think it was a combination of this. I think it was a combination of we're still quarantined. We're still stuck at home. There's not a whole lot of live sports going on. I've been watching the UFC and soccer, football, excuse me, because <laughs> I'm watching European, European football. I've been watching those two things. So I think it's a combination of people are still at home. They don't have live sports. Um, there's a history between the two fighters, that being Usman and Masvidal. A little bit of shit talking there, a little bit of bad blood. And I think Masvidal's a draw. And then I think the fourth thing was, it was on such short notice, people go, man, what if this dude steps in on this amount of notice and becomes the new champ? I got to see this. I don't want to see it via highlights. I don't want to hear about it on Twitter. I want to see it happen live. I think it was all of those things combined. And... It worked out for the UFC. I mean, with with the draw that he has now, and if he's he, clearly and a if, draw. I think he, it's it, I think it's safe to say he's top three as far as a draw goes in the yeah. UFC. Right. So 
the question is, does it get a get does it get a rematch with Usman? Not immediately, no. Do does the UFC if if he still runs off the momentum that he's got, does the UFC make a Masvidal Connor fight? Well, Connor's retired. Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> or or do, do they think does the UFC think that Masvidal is the new Connor for now? He is the draw, but then again, Connor people bought bought just to see Connor. They didn't really care yeah. who he was facing as much. So Masvidal, I think it, you need to have a good build up for fights, I think. I think he's the draw, but I, he does need the right the proper opponent as well, which is why I said when you make Usman and Burns, you make that Colby Covington Masvidal fight happen on the same card. Make it happen. And if he wins, boom. The rematch with Usman is and, and Usman wins. The rematch with Usman is on. I think it does just as many pay-per-view buys, buys for the second fight. But you could do a pay-per-view with him fighting Colby Covington. Yeah. That could be a pay-per-view itself. Yeah, problem. Or you could do him versus Nate Diaz again. You could. Problem is where Nate sits in the rankings for one and for two, what if Colby Covington wins and beats Masvidal, does that momentum go away for Masvidal or does he have enough now to, to keep going through two losses in a row? I'm willing to see his momentum die down a little bit just to see him fight Colby Covington. Really? Yes. Me personally, that fight has to happen. Yeah. And, and, and if you think about it from just uh, uh, strictly rankings, it makes sense. They're both the last two guys to lose to Usman. Make them fight each other. Right. You know? Um, I, I think it's a win. And again, you don't have to put it on the same card as Usman and Burns, but it just feels like that fight has to happen. You know Masvidal will do it. It's a matter of getting Covington to do it. Um as much as he claims on social media that he's not scared to fight, and I'm not saying he's scared, but he's not scared to fight any guy. He's never said no to a fight. He's never convinced me of that one bit. Right. I think he likes right time, right opponent. And, and I don't blame him. He's got a, a career to look after. So, I mean, that, I mean, me, he was smart in how he did it. I mean, he, not that he was expecting to get this fight with Usman, but yeah, the fact that it did fall through and he was literally able to save the card. And so I, I think going into it, he knew he probably didn't know what kind of buys that was actually going to happen, but he, I'm sure he still got paid pretty close to what he wanted by the UFC being in such a tight, tight spot. Yeah. I mean, he could make a great case that he is responsible for, the majority of those pay-per-view buys. Now that was a great card. Let's not forget, and mm -hmm. I think we're taking credit away from the other two title fights that happened, right? And how that card was in general. Um, but the, the the issue that I have with that is, I don't have an issue with it. But the problem with that is, is um, I think we've seen that Holloway hasn't necessarily been a pay-per-view draw. Jose Aldo, if he's not fighting Conor McGregor hasn't been a pay-per-view draw. 
Peter Jan's too new for the general public to even know who he is. So, right. and then Volkanovski is too new of a champion. Yep. Now that he's beaten Holloway twice, I think it helps him, but he's not going to be, he just doesn't have, and I, I, I'm not shitting on the guy, but he doesn't have the personality. He doesn't have the fighting style. That's really drawing people in. And all, all not to mention, he probably didn't beat Holloway twice, which yeah. is another problem. Yeah. You know, so, but, uh, you know, again, good card, good fights. Masvidal had a lot to do with all of the pay-per-view buys. Um, so I think he has a lot of leverage as yeah. far as booking his next fight, man, because we're in a COVID world, right? And he had the most successful, he was, he was a part of the most successful car, the most successful fight in a COVID world. So what, as long as we're still in a COVID world, he has all of that negotiating power. Right. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look at what we did in a world where uh, we have all of these restrictions. We have to be this careful. We have to do the fucking fight halfway across the world, this and that. Look at what we did. So now I want to get paid. I want the right fight. I want the right opponent. I'll go through, I'll go through all of these things you need me to do. But I want to benefit the most, right? Right. Which is what every fighter wants anyway. However, some don't have that luxury like he does. And he definitely does now. And we're, we're saying this about him. Usman should be saying the same fucking thing. He's going to go, look, I could have just dropped out of that fight. Yeah. And screwed you guys and fucked up the card for you. I stayed in it. I fought a different opponent. I fought my ass off. I defended my title. What do you want from me? I want I want what is what Masvidal wants. I want to get paid. I want the right opponents. I want all this shit, you know? Yeah, but it's like an unspoken thing with the UFC where it, when it comes to those kinds of things like Style, you know, fight. You know, I get it. I, but you know who the draw is. And like Usman knows that do. Masvidal was the draw for that fight. Could he make the argument? Yeah, he could. But yeah, I mean he would he would be making an argument knowing Sure. That it's not really the truth. I think he he likely knows that Masvidal drew numbers on that fight. But I don't think it's I don't think it's smart for him to talk about it publicly or um, use that against himself. Well, no, especially when he, be, especially when he's still won and he's still holding the title. You don't say, exactly. you don't say, I'm the title holder, but he definitely drew in the pay per view buys for it. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, um, and I don't even think he should have the mindset. I think his mindset should be, I'm the champ, and until you beat the champ, I'm the man. Yeah, I'm the man. The the title goes through me. The pay per views go through me. Like you're never going to see that guy fight on a fight night for a title. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he has, again, he has the, the negotiating power as well because he's the champ. That's why Tyron Woodley always wanted to keep the belt because as long as he had the belt, he had the power to negotiate with the UFC. Now, it didn't work out for him majority of the time, and the president of the UFC publicly shit on him, yeah. which I hate, but uh, the belt means a lot. You have that belt, man. You, you have essentially the power, unless you're Conor McGregor or Masvidal, or Nate Diaz. And that's probably where it ends. To be able to negotiate without a belt, you could be those three guys, maybe Justin Gaethje, 
and then that's it. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. I mean, the the place that Gagey's sitting, yes, but I still don't know that he's got the star power. Right, right, you know, yet. I mean, I think he needs one more big one. Well, one more big one means he's the champ, and then it kind of nullifies that argument altogether. But, That's true. That's true. Um, I think he's a fan favorite, man. I, I you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, we're not going to be able to to know that because this next fight's going to be for the title. Yeah. So we're not ever really going to know the answer to that question anyway. But um, what do you think of the fights this weekend? This past weekend. I, I enjoyed the Whitaker and Till fight. Um, not, I, I wasn't really impressed by any of the other fights on the card. But then again, I had I had no desire to see Nog and Shogun fight again. That was a fun fight. Yeah. Dude, say what you want, man. Like, I saw people tweeting, like, look at these two old men in here. Where like someone tweeted like where the fuck are their canes or where are their walk? Listen, Shogun is thirty eight years old and he still slips and rips punches better than people who are twenty years old. Tell who me, who've been boxing for fucking five years? If, like, dude, if you seen a picture of him for the first time right now, would you think he was only thirty eight? You think he looks older? I do. I think he at really? least looks upper forties. Well, not that fighting doesn't would, do that. You to would you, look but. 60 years old too. If you've been in the kind of wars that he's been in. Yeah, I know. Like both of those guys still fight at a high level. That's my point. Even at their, um, their extended ages. So it was a fun fight to watch, man. They beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. It was two older guys doing it and there was no, no, they weren't ranked. There was no, nothing really on the line other than legacy. It was a fun fight. I was excited to see Gustafson move up to, heavyweight and that just that fucking didn't go well for him did it well that was a bad matchup dude he needed to fight a heavyweight who would be on the feet and he needed to kind of let his hands go at heavyweight and see how he when i saw that it was redoom i was like oh god gustafson has proven that he can be taken down and then controlled on the ground by smaller guys so i knew it was a bad matchup i knew we could catch him and end the fight with one punch but the thing, the thing that I don't feel, and I'm gonna, this is gonna be an unpopular opinion. I don't, I don't feel Darren Till has lived up to the hype at all. And you get a lot of these guys, a lot of these MMA guys, really, really jacking him off, and I, I don't think he's lived up to even a little bit of it. I think he's good. He clearly has good striking, like he's talented, but. In the third round of that fight, I think he threw 10 strikes right. or something insane. Well, look, his last few fights, the amount of strikes, with the exception of Masvidal, because Masvidal brings you into these wars, pulls you into these fights, he's been very hesitant to throw his hands. The, the numbers have been really low. Yeah, he looks pretty sometimes doing it, but I don't know, man. Like, I think they just, I think they, I don't think they did right by him, giving him a title shot so soon. For him to only be 27 and be have fought for a title already and be probably one decision going his way away from fighting for another title in a different weight class is insane to me. I just think they could have handled it differently. I don't think he had 
I don't think he had done enough to fight Woodley. I think Woodley exposed him, you know, and then since then, it's been, he's lost three out of his last four fights. A really shaky decision over Gaskell, and, and that's it. So, like, I don't know. I just don't think he's lived up to the hype. I think he's good. And, and the hype, and, and that's not his fault. It's not his fault. Let's right. let me make that very clear too. It's not his fault. He's doing what he has to do. He's getting good fights for himself. He's, you know, if you you get glorified by the UFC, you take what they give you, you know. But I don't know. He just hasn't lived up to it. I don't think he's going to go away by any means. Uh, Whitaker's a beast, obviously, but like I don't know. So it's- it was a good fight. The main event was a good fight. I think Whitaker looked like Robert Whitaker, and I think Darren Till looked like Darren Till. Where, where where does Whitaker go from here? Who do you think his next fight is? Uh, Jared Cannonier. Really? I think so. And then I think the winner of that fight fights the winner of Adesanya Costa. You think yep. that'll be Adesanya? Yeah, I think that that fight works well for Adesanya. The reason that and I've said it before, the reason that the Adesanya-Romero fight was so boring to most people is because you had two counter-strikers fighting each other. Right. Holocaust is not a counter-striker. He moves forward, which works into Adesanya's hands. Right. In my opinion. Um, he proved that with Gastelum. He proved that with Whitaker. So, yeah, I think Adesanya has the advantage in that fight. It would be interesting to see... If he fights Whitaker a second time, and I'm not saying Whitaker beats Jared Cannonier if that fight even happens, but it would be interesting to see what happens if he fights Whitaker a second time, if Whitaker makes the necessary adjustments. Right. Whitaker was moving forward with ill intent in that fight, and he was throwing fucking bombs. And as soon as he started doing it, I go, God, that's not good. Like he he's just he's putting too much into the punches. And that's his thing. Like that's how he fights. I get it. But if he fights Adesanya a second time, you have to believe that he would make the adjustments or he has a point to prove that I can finish this guy and I'm going to be champ again. So, yeah, um, that's what I see happening in the middleweight division. We'll, 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 have, we'll have to see. But Cannoneer's just kind of sitting out there waiting for an opponent. I know he's had one or two fights get canceled now, I want to say. Okay. Um, so I think he was supposed to fight Till. Oh, really? If I'm remembering correctly. But um, maybe he had injuries, and I don't, I unfortunately don't have anything to look this up. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I seen the other, yeah, it'll be, I seen the other day that I think I might have sent it to you too that it looks like Cowboys got something coming back, coming back. Cowboy Cerrone has another fight coming up. I wonder who that is. Have you seen anything about that yet? I haven't seen anything since you sent me that. Um, I really hope it's, well, at this point, it doesn't matter. He got screwed in his last fight, in my opinion. Anyway, absolutely. I think he, I think he beat Pettis, but I'm still a, he he needs a win, not not for his not for his place in the UFC because he's already got that, but just he it's been it's been a while. Yeah, like we need he needs something to get boost his momentum a little bit more. Well, I was really impressed with the last, with this fight against Pettis, man. Like, I know. To get finished by Connor like that and to come back and fight the kind of fight he fought against Pettis, trading shots and in a boxing match with 
guy who used to be a champion and was still very dangerous with his hands and his feet. Like, I was super impressed by it. Like, he's still got fight left in him. He's on the back end, and he's cowboy, which is to his detriment, I think, most times because he's got that fucking in him. He mm-hmm. just says, fuck it. You know? um, he does need a win. I hope they give him a favorable fight, you know, one that, yeah, just don't give him another one of these fucking monsters, you know? Just give him someone favorable. Not an easy fight, necessarily, but stylistically speaking, one that works to his advantage. Probably won't happen. It's probably, UFC's probably going to offer him a beast, and he's going to go, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, you know. but, but, but in, I mean, you kind of feel like he's got to. Like he, he, you know, he he knows he's on the back end, and if they say here's a monster, do you want it? You can't just say no. I mean, if, if you want if you want to boost momentum, that's a good way to do it. If but if not, you just keep on sliding backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at this point it's just he's fighting for his for pride. You just go out with a win or a couple of wins. I don't. I don't know if there's title aspirations anymore. Maybe there are, but he's quite a few fights away from that though. He's more than a few. I think at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, if you figure, say he's got, I don't think two years is a long time to say he's got left in him. I mean, I know the way cowboy fights it, he would, he would fight four times a year if they'd let him. Uh, Yeah. How many of those Pettis fights does he have left? Yeah. How, how, how many more can his brain and his body take? Yeah. You know, speaking of brains and bodies and being old, fucking Tyson's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition boxing match. How do you feel about that? The videos, now I know they're just videos, but I have not seen anything from Jones, but the videos that I've seen of Mike Tyson do look good. However, eight rounds is a long time for somebody for somebody his age who hasn't been in the fight game for that. For what was his last fight, like 04? Uh, I think it was a little bit later than that, but yeah. The reason you haven't seen videos from Roy Jones is because he's been completely overshadowed because Mike Tyson is coming back. And, and like, people talk about, oh, Tyson's really, like, they're kind of putting the emphasis on if Tyson wins, it would be the most amazing thing because of how old he is. Roy Jones is 51. (laughs) Exactly, yeah, that don't make any sense. (laughs) What are we talking about? Um, So he's been completely overshadowed, and everyone's talking about Tyson's age. Forget that, Tyson, or I'm sorry, Roy Jones fought until he was 50 years old. 49. His last fight was in 2018, and he won. And I think, so I think he would have been 49 or maybe he just hit his 50th birthday either way. Um, so he's been fighting recently and fighting at a high level and getting his ass kicked too, which is a problem. Yeah. He went over to Russia, you know, he became a Russian citizen so he could fight in Russia. I have heard that. Yeah. Um, but he won his last three fights. I want to say of his career. Um, He's my favorite. He's my favorite boxer of all time. Um, so I will be rooting for him in this fight. I'm not going to pay pay per view dollars to watch it. 
So have you seen? I've seen one other fight that's on that. Have you seen the other fights that are, any other fights that are on it? I've I've seen nothing. I'm not. Let me let me let me be very clear. It's a fucking shit show. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want it to happen. I don't think it's necessary. I feel the same way about it as I did when Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz fought for the third time. I just kind of go, why? Why? So, what do, what do, why does this need to happen? But the other, the other fight that I've seen, let me double check this to make sure that I'm right. But yeah, I'm curious because I haven't seen who, who was the, who's the YouTube star that hit that got in a bunch of controversy, um, but was also box was trying to do a boxing match a while back or maybe did do a boxing match. Jake or Logan Paul? Yes. So Jake Paul is fighting somebody. It's a former Hang on. I got to look this up. It's a it's a former sports player, but I can't remember who it is. Sports player meaning he played multiple sports or one sport. <laughs> meaning he was in some sort of league. Okay. Um, but I don't remember what it was. Jake Paul fight. Was that boxing? Boxing. Okay, here we go. Do do do. Jake Paul. Jake Paul versus Robinson. Who is Robinson? Nate Robinson. Do you know that name? Nate Robinson, the fucking basketball player yes what yes so jake so on that card jake paul is fighting nate robinson you're welcome sir <laughs> you're, you're sure it's nate robinson the basketball i player. i'm like 99 percent positive 99 percent positive hang on one second let me see why am i on why am i on youtube that's not what i'm trying to look for and it is Jake Paul, not Logan Paul. Yes, correct. Which apparently Jake Paul has had some boxing experience because this says Jake Paul knocks out opponent in first round of pro boxing debut. Well, that they was, both have. That was Logan in January. Logan Paul's the one that fought KSI, the other YouTube personality, twice. And one of them was on, headlined a major card where real boxing champions were the on the undercard. Wow. Billy Joe Saunders was on the undercard of a Logan Paul KSI fight. That's nuts. Which is one of the most insane things ever, but what can you do? So YouTube YouTuber Jake Paul and former NBA guard Nate Robinson confirmed on Twitter that they'll be fighting each other in an undercard for the Mike Tyson fight. I hope Nate Robinson beats the fuck out of him. Here's the problem. Nate Robinson, how big is... Look this up. How big is Jake Paul? Does it say what weight they're fighting at? I'm... I'm going to look here at his debut fight and see. It says he won in two minutes and 18 seconds. Um, well, that does not say. Hang on one second. Let me look up Jake Paul weight class. Come on. Like, because his brother... 191.8. Okay. Just Wikipedia Nate Robinson. Okay. I, I want to... Well, 
look, Nate Robinson's not big though. Nate Robinson's like five eight. So there's no way that he weighs 190 pounds. Look, look it up. I'm curious. And if you want something fun to watch later, look up Nate Robinson in the uh, NBA Slam Dunk contests. Anyway. Uh, well, searching is not going my way right now. All right, so clearly Nate, it is not. Nate Robinson, wait. Just Google Nate Robinson NBA and go to his Wikipedia or something. 180 pounds. Okay, that makes sense. So they're probably going to fight it around like 170, maybe. You think? Yeah. Who cares? I hope Nate beats the shit out of that's him. Still, anyway. That's still 20 pounds to drop for uh, yeah, low, for uh, Jake. Either way, do you think that there they should be enough of a draw to to fight to be on a card like this like like i said like i i I kind of i kind of like it the idea of it because it's like youtubers are a massive thing and it kind of it brings a crowd from or viewers from people who are in front of youtube all the time over to sports where they may not be may not normally be so I mean it's yeah. it's cross it's cross cross promotion you know it's cross platform so and I mean it seems like they are legit I mean it's not like they're not doing the training it's not like they just decided the other day hey I'm gonna fight somebody so I mean uh, yes is it good for boxing as a whole debatable is it good for that specific card sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it's good for boxing as a whole. Like, I don't know that they're going to keep on to those viewers. Like, just because Jake Paul is boxing doesn't mean that the majority of those viewers are going to now be into boxing because he fought, you know? Well, let's be clear Let's be clear about this, though, because I said this when, for the Logan Paul, the second Logan Paul KSI fight, like I said, you had real champions fighting on that card that normally would not be seen by the general public. Billy Joe Saunders is from England. And God, it's it's escaping me. Maybe it was Emmanuel Navarrete was on it, but anyway, or maybe it was Alex Saucedo. But either way, you had two champions on the card that would, on a normal day, would not be seen by the casual fight fan, boxing fan, sports fan that were going to be seen because these two YouTube personalities are fighting on the actual main event. So I thought that was good for those specific guys. But for boxing, what does it say about the fact that the only way you're attracting viewers, unless you're uh, Canelo Alvarez, Manny Pacquiao, you know, the big, the top tier guys, which there are probably about five, Tyson Fury, Deontay, Anthony Joshua, beyond that, unless you're one of those guys, the only way we're getting viewers is if we put on a fucking freak show. No. People that watch that fight go, hey, these two guys, they know how to move around. They look pretty good. So it's not so much of a freak show. Would Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. be a freak show? No. Two of the best of all time in their 50s. So again, do we really need it? I don't need to see it. I, I, I've i been devastated by Roy Jones Jr. in the past, seeing him get knocked out. I remember where I was, what I was doing when he got knocked out by Antonio Tarver. I remember exactly what I was doing. I remember who I was with. 
um, it devastated me. My heart dropped into my asshole. Um, <laughs> it was like the same feeling I had when the Indians lost the World Series in 2016 to the godforsaken Cubs. Like, so to see him at the age of 51 get knocked out by Mike Tyson, I don't, I can't, I don't even know if I can bring myself to like. I'm not going to get the fight on pay per view. I don't even know if I can watch a replay of it on Twitter or something. Like, I just don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a shit show to me, but whatever. If, if it brings good attention to boxing, positive attention to boxing, then fine. Mike Tyson clearly looks like he wants to get back in the game. He seems motivated. He seems like uh does he look bored not necessarily does he look like he can entertain still 100 percent. so whatever. Uh, I, i'm just curious on how long i mean eight rounds i don't know if it'll go that long or not but say it does say it does go all eight rounds what did both those guys look at look like at the end of eight rounds i think roy jones could still fight eight rounds and look good and let's be very clear he's a better boxer so I think he can box Mike Tyson's face off for eight rounds. However, can he take a shot from 54-year-old Mike Tyson in the first few rounds of this fight? Now, they've made an agreement, too, that they're not going to try to knock each other out. Let me throw that disclaimer out there as well. That's a terrible... This is a boxing match. It's supposed to be an exhibition, though. I don't care. So... I don't think it's going to be like Rocky four and Mike Tyson's going to try to kill Roy Jones jr. Like Ivan Drago did to Apollo Creed. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be an exhibition um, because the guys are so old. I, I don't see I, who stands to benefit from those two trying to kill each other. I don't think anyone does. I don't right. even think the fans do, but what do I know? I'm also, I also like we were talking about cowboy earlier where I'm saying, I think you beat Pettis. That's because I'm biased on that. I'm also saying this about this fight, this Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight. I'm biased on this as well. I don't want to see Roy Jones get his ass kicked. You know. Yeah, but the cowboy the cowboy Pettis fight though. You're biased, but you watch the fight. You still well. I mean, you actually score it, and you know that Cowboy won that fight. Well, what the fuck do I know? So some people would probably (laughs) say I don't, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Right now, my my thoughts are I don't want to see it, but we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll change my mind. Um, yeah, they're not going to get my money. That's for sure. They make it free, then that might have something to do with it as well. But. So at this moment, uh-huh. even if it's free, you still don't know if you're going to watch it. Right now, that's how I feel, yes. I'm, I'm on the fence on this one. Um, there was something I wanted to mention, too, the last time. So, like, have you been paying attention to the situation in Portland at all? A little bit. It's been, on, it's been ongoing for weeks now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, what is your knowledge of it? Just the general, the gen, the generalities around it, or have you really dug deep into I it? I haven't done any research. Okay. 
Um, so I saw, did you see the video of them? Uh, I don't know if it was mace or if it was paint. There was like a guy in the middle of the street. It was like, it was going around yesterday. I want to say an old guy in the middle of the street yelling at all of these guys. Huh. Try and look that up. But I, I, when you see some of these videos, do they, in the, in the, in the smallest way possible, do they feel staged? To you, yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I mean, we are approaching an election, which this shit always happens when we approach an election. But like, in what, and maybe this is just a sign of times are changing, and you know, the whole idea of bowing down to authority is just going to the, the overall idea behind it is going to change. But can you remember a time in history where someone would just run up to a cop with closed fists? One of which that has a, a cop, by the way, that has a gun, a ton, full protective gear, full military gear, you know, an arsenal of weapons on them. Can you remember a time where a 20 something white girl would run up to a cop with closed fists? And just start swinging, regardless of her cause, regardless of what she believes in. Can yeah. you remember? I, I just I don't. Now I'm not that old, but like I don't remember a time in history where that would happen. Not like an not an individual person doing that. I mean, you know, you have all sorts of riots that have gone on in the past. In those kind of situations, yeah, you might see it more. But other than that, I I can't think of a time where it's just kind of i wouldn't say normal but it's happens more now than i can ever think of portland is just a it's a a different place man um have you ever been there i've not maybe it's just a portland thing um but i just can't remember a time in history where i just you i regularly have seen that and by regularly, I mean, I haven't seen it in person. I mean, on the internet, on social media. If you go to Twitter right now and you type in Portland, right? You're going to see an array of videos where there are just people fucking bum rushing these feds and these police. Like, I get it. I get on the very, very, at the very ground level, what they're upset about what they're fighting for and all that good stuff. But again, when in history has it been okay to just attack, forget about it, attack anyone, right. forget about it, they're cops. forget about it, they're military to attack anyone on the street. What has that been? Okay. But you got mobs and mobs of people just behind this idea that you can just go up and assault someone on the street. How is that getting your point across? How are you winning this battle by doing that? You know? And to go back to your point about things looking staged, I mean, do you think it's... But, but that, the, the reason, can I stop you real quick? Good, yeah. But go that's ahead. why I think it's staged. It's just because I can't fathom <laughs> when, that, when that would ever be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I mean, it's be, do you think it's because of the social media age? And because of the videos of it being done, like people want 
those videos out there? Well, I, I know. I think people definitely want those videos out there on both sides. We got to keep in mind too, that this is a politicized battle happening that neither you and I are a part of. Right. Yeah. Um, now I haven't specifically discussed how far left or right you lean, but in knowing you the time that I've known you, I feel you're kind of in the middle. Like I, I am. I am. So we have to remember that, that it's a, it's a politicized battle, right? Um, so I think it benefits both sides for those videos to come out. So that's why I feel there's a, it, it's not crazy for me to assume that perhaps some of them could potentially be staged and be manufactured and not be real and not be spontaneous, you know? Um, or in certain parts of the fucking country, people are just fed up and they're just going to attack whoever, whenever, or whatever, right? They're just done. Um, even in like the uh, times of duress, like here when the Ferguson riots were happening, you didn't see people running up to a, a police officer and attacking them. You saw them up in their face, screaming and yelling. They would throw stuff back at them. They would throw things at them from a distance. But you never saw one just walk up, blatantly walk up to, you never saw anyone blatantly walk up to a cop and throw a punch, throw a kick, go for a double leg, <laughs> go for a choke. Like, you didn't see any of this shit. Right. I mean, I'm watching fucking teenage white girls get into fights with the police. And I'm like, Jesus, what, what are we doing? What, 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 what changed, you know? I will put it this way. If that were my daughter, you know, and I, I don't know specifically the age of these girls, but they look young. If that were my daughter, I'd be like, hey, I need you to come over today. And I would have a stern conversation about, hey, I don't want to see you get murdered in the street. Because if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to get fucked up. Just forget about cops. Forget about civilians. If you attack anyone like that in the street, eventually you're going to get what's coming to you, right? You can't just attack people and not expect the worst thing to happen to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they look at it as this is the ultimate, like a, a girl or a guy, whoever, going up to a cop and doing that is like the ultimate, you don't have authority over me, move. And I think that's what they're going after. And I think that how videos come across when viral videos go, you know, whether it's George Floyd or whether it's, you know, any, a number of situations that have happened, once the cops retaliate that's what's going to go viral is going to be the girl getting beat up or the guy getting beat up because the cop beat them up and that video is going to be cut right there. They know that they know that one is put out oh, into the sure. media, you know, and you're not going to see the part of her walking up and trying to beat the crap out of a cop while a cop's just standing there. No, I get it. Yeah. 100%. You're right. It's context. It's editing. It's who reported it. Um, how many, how many different channels and filters did it go through before it got to you? The odds are at least four or five. Right. Right. I, it's just bizarre. It's bizarre. Now, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know there's a, it's, it, it can be healthy to rebel against authority, right? You're talking to someone who you still listen to fucking, I still do. Well, forget it. Forget about music. You're talking to someone who 
<laughs> who under, let me just say this. I have an understanding of what it means to rebel against authority. Say fuck authority. However, even I know and have been around people who are far, much tougher than I am, fight the power much harder than I do. Even I know and they know that just attacking someone doesn't make any sort of waves. It doesn't make any sort of movement, um, any sort of movements happen. It just delays, it further delays progress, you know? Right. There are better ways to make it happen, but it just seems like there's been an overall sort of consensus of, fuck it, we don't care. This is how we're going to get our point across. Now, maybe I'm a victim of my own hypocrisy here, and I'm not being media literate enough in this. But look, I see the videos, you know? I see what's happening. I just, I'm just talking about this simply forget about what happened before or who said what or who did what. I'm talking about someone just attacking someone, period. Not cops, not just attacking someone. It's very bizarre, but whatever. whatever. Um, I don't know. Gotta use your mind. <laughs> It's hard to tell those. It's hard to tell the people in Portland that, though, you know? Yeah. Use your brain, not your fists. Use your, you know, it's, but whatever. Far away from us, we just have COVID to worry about. Nightclub, nightclub raves happening. That's what we got to worry about here. That's our biggest fight right now, so. Which uh, a lot of people don't seem to care about. (laughs) COVID, what's that? No, man, they want their constitutional rights to not be violated here, which I guess is ultimately what they're fighting for in Portland as well. Just in a, there's just not a fight here yet. We'll see. Yet. There is no mask mandate, but that's the other thing that I find interesting. I know we got to wrap it up, but like I was watching the news and this has been a couple days now. They showed a graph of the states that have mask mandates and that do not. So I guess it's just the city of St. Louis and the St. Louis County where there are mask mandates, but overall the state of Missouri does not have one, which is bizarre, but maybe it's why things in the Ozarks are happening. I, the wheelhouse is different. I just think they said, fuck it. Uh, I don't think there was anything that the, the places in the Ozarks needed to do, but I'll be in Kansas this weekend. I'll be in Kansas city and then, I'll be crossing state lines into Kansas. Um, Kansas has a mask mandate. So I'm wondering how I'm going to a wedding without a mask. I mean, is this a mask mandate for business, just businesses or is this everywhere? I would imagine because this is actually, it isn't like a wedding in someone's backyard. It's actually being held at a country club. Okay. I would think that maybe it's because it's private. They can do what they want. I didn't think about it until just now. So probably that's probably it. But yeah, but there was a, a situation like right up the street from me locally, uh, a couple of, a couple of months ago where there was a wedding and I think it was the photographer. I might be wrong. Somebody who was a part of the wedding was from Arkansas and they came up knew knowing that they were showing signs of COVID, but still came and it became a massive deal locally where I don't know if anybody else got it, but that like they were getting like death threats and stuff because they knew they knew what the situation was. They still decided to come up and 
you know, be around all those people? Well, it's funny you say that. So the mother-in-law of one of my friends that is going has COVID. Um, she works for a catering company, was working a wedding, and apparently the groom at this wedding was showing symptoms, told no one, and then gave a few people COVID, including my buddy's mother-in-law. So did she do the proper quarantining and get over it yeah. and all that good stuff? As far as I know, yes. But this is fairly recent, too, so she could still be quarantined. Are we talking about the same person? Maybe we are. <laughs> I, I don't know. This one was a couple of months ago. Okay, never mind. <laughs> on that note, I'm going to put on a mask and go somewhere. Oh, you have fun with that. I would, With all the talk that you've done, I would hope you are going to wear a mask wherever you go. I have a mask on everywhere, man. I have to. Can't go anywhere without it. We should do an episode yeah. with masks on. Let's do it. <laughs> Why not? That would not go it's easy well. to communicate with masks on. <laughs> well. All right, let's get out of here. Cool. Route.